one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Four 
From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet, where we gather to celebrate, break down, dive into the themes, and see how it all connects, and just have a fun time talking Star Wars. We cannot do this without our command crew, Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa, and me, Ken Napsock. Welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Command crew is, it's, that's, it's nice, but also, is there any command crew that hasn't been just slaughtered in Star Wars? Uh, I guess the command crew of the Tidy. They survive. They survive. They survive. But when I hear command crew, I think, eh, some heroes who are going <laughs> to blow up on a bridge. Even the even the rebels in resistance aren't, uh, aren't, the, aren't the best to survive. Yeah, well, well, maybe we'll be the service crew from now The on. service crew, yeah. Service yeah, the janitors crew. will live to oh. fight another day. Is it just me? I don't want to speak for anyone else here, but is O'Peepit now the greatest character in the history of Star Wars? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Beyond yeah. Uh, any doubt, his uh, his little screams. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so good. I think I think we're helping elevate him to a legendary status. I think I so. Think. I think, yeah, that Dave Bank Brawl made people, yeah. people really respect O'Peepit. The janitor of the Colossus. Jen, how are you? I'm good. I'm just thinking, well, we could probably buy that droid... Uh, what is it? The droid apparel, the mm-hmm. droid technician apparel. It's like the <laughs> janitor attire, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. We're all here to talk Star Wars today. And yes, there's a lot of big news out there around Galaxy's Edge. What we used to call Star Wars Land is now a full on world and big details finally revealed. We'll be diving into that today. But today, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose. Choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll do our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try on us. Uh, we'd like to catch up with some Star Wars adventures and maybe look at Star Wars Resistance as well. We like to do our little mini looks at it. Uh, I just watched that uh, episode this morning, The Descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best ones. Absolutely. They are doing a great job, too, of really transitioning uh, Rollies. As as Toradosa says, yeah. with BB-8 gone, <laughs> CB-23 in. I I'm assuming that's a Carrie Beck homage. I think so. Yeah, and I hope she's doing the little beeps and the and the boops. <laughs> but a really good episode. Just. Amazing episode. It's really uh, fulfilling the promise of the premise of really taking those all those early episodes to just show you what life is like on the Colossus and make you care about kind of a large cast of people, yeah. including O'Peepit, yes. that we get to see his ongoing adventures. And it just, I really love the detail of the day-to-day life that is disrupted by the First Order. Yeah. So you can really feel it, and now they're they're fighting back, and it's got that great uh, sixth book of Harry Potter where, like, what, they can't even go to Hogwarts oh, yeah. and have their normal life anymore? Yeah. That's like, a good it's reference. getting to sixth and seventh books where it's like, you're, oh, wow. Things are changing. Things are changing. Yeah. A new character, uh, Agent uh, Tierney. Yeah. Not to be confused with tyranny, but to be confused with tyranny, <laughs> uh, who's playing the kind of the, the the good cop to the bad cop of the First Order, but a, a really interesting new character. Yeah. Uh, and yes, this O'Peep at shot. Jen, I know I know you're, you're catching up resistance. Uh, uh, as as the water is pouring down because the Colossus is submerging, they're, they're mm. taking it underwater. O'Peep it looks to the sky and gives a big giant... Type of, oh my and gosh. it's one of my favorite moments in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I uh, somebody. I, I hope there is already on YouTube an Opeepit supercut because mm. he has his own little narrative that shows how the janitor is affected by the First Order, and it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Yeah, <laughs> and that's so a, great. That's a gif waiting to happen or a gif. Uh, excuse <laughs> me, I don't say it right. Uh, so that's that's kind of my. Star Wars Adventures, other than I, I've been playing Battlefront 2 more, and that Chosen One download gave you a bunch of credits. 
Ooh, so yeah. I was able to get Anakin and Dooku. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I've just been killed by them on the battlefield. <laughs> on my Twitch stream, we call Dooku Sassy Dooku now. That's his full nickname. But Anakin's super powerful. Anakin is almost like they made him game-breakingly powerful so yeah. people would have like a reaction to the chosen one he has you know one more ability than the yeah. other characters hmm. he's really fascinating to play because he's he's a good guy you know because you have the good guys mm. and the bad guys but it's it's not like anakin the hero it's anakin struggling with his anger <laughs> constantly because <laughs> all of his abilities are like uh it, almost all of them are anakin loses his temper in a different way yeah. kind of thing Great fun. I had a fun scenario. Uh, I was on Geonosis uh, as a uh, battle droid or the, on the droid side, the separatist side. And uh, for the longest time in the game, and you know, that game's so chaotic when you're doing like Galactica, the, the Galactic Assault. Yeah. You're dying all the time, right? Um, Anakin with his blue lightsaber and Jedi Luke with his green lightsaber were teaming up and going all around the battle. It was like Skywalker and Son Wrecking Crew, and yeah. they did—they were dominating the game, and none of us could defeat them. Every time you look, and you'd see them both just side by side, yeah. father oh and son. Gosh. It was really cool. It's so great. Yeah, I, I've had—I've uh, been playing at Heroes versus Villains, so I've had a bunch of Anakin uh, versus Vader fights on both sides, <laughs> which is really fun. Uh, I have choked Anakin as Vader, and I have choked uh, Vader as Anakin. <gasps> And I believe Anakin, somebody did have the great question they sent in of like, what is Anakin going to say to Vader? I only saw one time where he's like, he said something along the lines of like, no, you will never be. Really? Yeah, it was great. But yeah, it's it's, uh, pretty deep in the narrative, Jennifer. They have, so usually every hero has three abilities Mm -hmm. and Anakin has a fourth where if he or his friends are damaged a lot, it fills this meter and then he does this massive freak out where he Mm. chokes everyone around him not not the people on his team but it's in that good narrative of like okay well after he's wounded Mm. and if his friends are wounded then he lashes out so like oh cool violent video game thing but actually narratively makes sense to anakin's fall and this is this goes to the original point here of battlefront 2 i get why it's kind of at times an embattled game and and it has a lot of you know it didn't start well the ea just takes and it takes a lot of crap and, and and sometimes justifiably so i understand but this is when, and it's kind of similar to, say, the Force Center way. When you slow down and look at some things, there's some wonderful Star Wars stuff going on here. It doesn't It's a beautiful game, but that's not it. Yeah. And, and you're, you're, you play the heroes and villains mode more than I do, obviously. And some of the quotes, they take the time and respect what's going on in Star Absolutely. Wars. Absolutely, and just the way the characters are designed. I love that Dooku is really deadly and precise up close. Right. But you really need to play him the way Dooku handles himself, like right. reserved and specific and all that. And... It's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Last last thing I want to say about Anakin. It's yeah. worth it playing the heroes versus villains because, uh, you know, you pick your characters and you get a little cinematic of the four heroes walking mm. up, the four villains walking up. And they all have cool poses. And all the heroes with lightsabers whip out their lightsabers and do cool poses. And up till now it's worked. But they have Anakin set up so that he does this big, angry swish with his lightsaber. And usually, spacing-wise, he cuts someone's leg or butt off. Like, he doesn't actually, <laughs> oh. but you're just, just like, through. it's a cool... Yeah, he, I sliced right through Lando's leg. He cut Obi-Wan Kenobi's butt one of the times, for sure. Like, you should maybe <laughs> fix <know> that. that. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Jen, I know I know you don't have a lot of time to play the game, but maybe when your daughter reaches a certain age, you download that game, <laughs> just sit her down, and you can go. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She lo- she loves it. She loves getting her real life lightsaber. Yeah. Her plastic lightsaber whenever she gets angry. So why not channel that through Anakin? So I think that's that's a lot of my adventures, Jen. What what are your adventures, Joseph? Is there anything other than uh, you can't just be like me playing Battlefront all week, right? So Jen, yeah. what do you have? No, nothing. I think uh, last time my husband and I went out to dinner for his birthday, and uh, <laughs> we were talking, and I don't know how we we were talking about movies, and the only movies we've seen these past few years are The Force Awakens. Uh, the Last Jedi, Solo, Rogue One. So our whole uh-huh. conversation was about, you know, Star Wars. And st- I was like, wait a minute. Why, why are we talking about this? Oh, that's right. Because these are the only movies only. that we've seen. <laughs> I was like, I'd love to be able to re- reference Adam Driver's performance in Black Klansman. It's sitting in as a screener at my house. I have not watched it. So it was just really funny. And uh, he had some thoughts on The Last Jedi yeah. that I did not know about. What? Oh, oh your yeah. husband oh, is yeah. keeping Last Jedi secrets from you? Well, he said that his his opinion has changed a little bit. Changed? Yeah, really? Because at first he was all on board like me, loved mm. it, amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly... This other side of him started coming out. I was like, "Hold on, are you part of a Last Jedi haters forum? Like, where? Where's this? No, he's not a hater. He just is like, well, I have some, I have some thoughts. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I deal with this on Twitter. <laughs> uh, house this. divided. Are you willing yeah. to say what what part of his uh, of the movie he's starting to well, question in his soul? Well, the biggest one where I was like, what? Because he was so on board with it with me was the, uh, the some of the humorous moments. Oh, okay. okay. They're not sitting well. They're not they, aging. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Okay. It, exactly mm-hmm. what he said and so he loved where luke's direction he okay. loved how the character was taken yeah. that way so I, I appreciate that he loved adam driver's performance but yeah there were a few things where i was like hmm. <laughs> you don't like the canto bite casino thing anymore huh <laughs> all right fine uh, well at least it's a good marriage where he's telling you yeah right communication <laughs> right. and look and it shows star wars fans of all uh, you know uh, Thoughts and opinions can get together and, and uh, be in a healthy relationship. It's a lesson for us all, Jack. That's right. <laughs> and, Cash it out. And it's an interesting take there. So that was any, uh, any final ventures for you? Uh, only other thing is that uh, my wife was at Target and, and finally uh, found a Target that has those new Star Wars figures in the little tubes that come with the oh, action yeah, figures. Yeah. That Galaxy the, of Heroes. Yeah, yeah, the Galaxy of Heroes. The, uh, the actual action figures are classic. Like Some of them are, okay. are recent molds. Look really great, but everything about the packaging is, yeah, totally Galaxy of Heroes. That's the mm-hmm. art. And it's totally the, let's get back to basics. Let's yeah. introduce small children to Star Wars and then let them easily find the main characters. That's awesome. But not as easily anymore because my wife bought some <laughs> from Target and <laughs> stole them from the children. <laughs> Why do you guys think that they didn't do, like, the the the, uh, the dolls, the action figures in the design of the cartoon? Because my daughter mm. wanted that. She loves the way that Leia looks and Luke and Han look in the cartoon. And so she, when I showed her, she was confused because she's like, well, why don't, why doesn't this match what it looks yeah. like? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just going to, huh. this is total guesswork and, and I'm sure some more expert toy listeners know. I'm just going to guess that the times they've done that it hasn't sold as well. Oh, that they actually because like wrong. you know way back in the day the Gennady Tartofsky, uh oh, they right. had those stylized figures they've had some Rebels ones that are like trying to be in the middle mm. of yeah so I wonder if it is just yeah the realism works better but I mean the packaging of all those is like who is the villain and it's like mm. Darth Vader and like who is the astromech R2-D2 is like really introducing kids mm. and the figures that. are great they look great yeah. little tubes feel good in your seen. hand <laughs> I, I love tubes feeling good uh, <laughs> in hand so uh, I'll have to check those out there and uh, and, and catch up uh, I like to have a Vader in every line 
Yeah, it is, a, it is a great little Vader. It's a great little Vader. A great little Vader. <laughs> Bring him home today. Uh, without further ado, Jennifer, we got some news, and then we'll dive into the big news of the week, Galaxy's Edge. But what do we got now? Well, last week the Star Wars show announced that the Mandalorian has officially wrapped principal photography, which makes sense since Pedro Pascal is currently in New York performing in the Broadway production of King Lear. Get your tickets at Broadway.com. Disney Plus is set to launch on November 8th of this year, so John Favreau has plenty of time for reshoots, visual effects, and, of course, post-production. So the question is, will we get an official date for The Mandalorian, a Star Wars celebration, maybe even a teaser of some sort? Will there be a panel? So many questions. Uh, What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm really curious of when they're going to announce the date. I feel like they were going to announce it, if not at Celebration, immediately following Celebration. I kind of, I think sooner rather than later because of that Triple Force Friday, which right. we got to talk about a lot uh, the, the week that you're away on assignment. But that's so fascinating to me that they are, that date is stamped and they're, they're kind of positioning Mandalorian to be just as big of a deal merch-wise mm-hmm. as Episode Nine is says to me like they are not going to be like yeah 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 the TV show right they're not going right. to be dismissive about it they're going to celebrate it mm-hmm. I'm I thought I was plugged into Star Wars news I'd never heard I missed November eighth is the Disney Plus day yeah that's pretty cool um, I got to think it'll be announced celebration but I got to think that's the day for Mandalorian what what better way to launch yeah Bing, here you go sign right. up here's a new Star Wars thing I mean that's so close to nine. Yeah. So close. Which I, th- I think we're all fine with. I think obsessive Star Wars fans are like, whatever, give it, give me, give me, give me. But yeah. that is an interesting Triple Force Friday, Fallen Order, Mandalorian, yeah. episode nine in a, in a compact bit of time. Yeah, and I can't, yeah, it's not quite enough weeks, is it? To, is it eight weeks out? Uh, Rough. I don't know the exact if it's mid-December, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, the, yeah. The, the December is, it's closer to, to Christmas. Right. The so, release for okay, it. yeah. So they yeah. might be even if they do like, well, here's it premieres and here's the first two episodes. They could still do weekly and have it wrapped right before nine. Right, mm. would be interesting. Right. Or they might just do the dump, do the big dump, <laughs> do the binge dump, do the Mandalorian dump, <laughs> the Mandalorian uh, dump. Yeah, I am. I am curious to see what they what they choose to do. Well, if you're a Star Wars gamer, some big news is coming to celebration this year. Fans will get a first look at the upcoming Jedi Fallen Order game and a special panel on Saturday, April 13th. EA and Respawn will introduce fans to a Padawan who survived Order 66 and will hopefully see some gameplay where we explore the galaxy in the time after the fall of the Jedi Order. In addition to this panel, fans can also check out other games on the exhibition floor like Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and Star Wars Pinball. <laughs> oh, and Star Wars The Old Republic will also be hosting a special event with more details to come. So I feel like they're doing a pretty good job of making us forget about that other Star Wars video game that got canceled recently. So oh, yeah. Now it's all in. Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> Gamers will never forget. <laughs> yeah, right. What do you guys think that we might see at this panel? I think we're going to get a better sense of who the Padawan is. Right. Uh, if it is, uh, you know, and how much it's going to be a, a a game where you shape the destiny of the character. Or mm. if it's going to be, you know, more just like, this is the character, get to know him, you're going to play them. But I think that's that's the biggest question mark to me. It's the actual character. Yeah, like what's the character like? Uh, you know, is it an alien? Is it another human? Right. And I hope uh, they... I would like to see a little more actual focus on, hey, here's the character, here's the performer who, who is the character, because of the Battlefront 2 panel, um, which was big and excited, uh, uh, this is Celebration 2017, 
And they said, hey, here's the character of Iden Versio. And it was, it was cool. And they were like, hey, she's in the audience. And Janina stood up and waved. She, that that's all. And that's it. Huh? That was it. Okay. And I would like parade them out. Yeah, celebrate. <laughs> Hi, yeah. here's yeah. what this character means, especially if it's, you know, if it's a more of a moldable character, which I don't think it is. I don't think this isn't like Mass Effect where you can, yeah. I think this is a character you're playing. Like the, here, like you said, that's the biggest reveal. We get what the game is. Yeah. Who is this character? We already know Ahsoka outside of the Jedi Order, but kind of right. floating around these times. We know Caleb Doom. Like, right. so how is this character going to be different and unique in, an, in a new perspective? Yeah. That's, a, yeah, ex, ac, excellent. There's, there's a lot of Jedi. Yeah. Jedi on the run. Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> Who is this Who Padawan? Is yeah, exactly. uh, I also really want their, I hope that they just haven't announced it yet, but that there will be some Battlefront stuff because, I mean, they've obviously just put a ton of effort in with all these Clone Wars updates and the way they've kept the game fresh is by having updates. So I'm clear, I'm really curious to see if they're going to have Mandalorian updates, Mm -hmm. if they're going to just skip that and it's going to be a big episode nine update or what they're going to do to kind of keep Battlefront 2 rolling because I think they're going to keep it going for at least another year because they don't have time to launch anything else right during this episode nine frame yeah I would, yeah ep- and episode nine time is really i hadn't thought about that because ba- the first battlefront did that with rogue one really well they did it with solo a little bit here they did it with last jedi uh yeah. they did that's right that was finn and phasma right yeah yeah um so that that actually is really interesting. I, I've been I would love Ahsoka and Ventress, and I just think that yeah. they are they just did a bunch of Clone Wars prequel era stuff. They might not do anything that for a while, anything in that realm. That that's a good idea. Uh, tying it to nine, yeah. Keep it going, yeah. Keep I, the flame, yeah. Keep the flame alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, this is filed under a rumor report, but is Star Wars secretly working on a new TV show? Well, Fanta Tracks is reporting that production on a third as yet unannounced TV series set in the Star Wars galaxy has begun in the UK, according to publicly available company records. They discovered that two new production companies were registered on the same day last year. One called Series Three Productions, UK Limited, was registered on the public UK company's registry on October 12th of 2018. And this is the one that Fanta Tracks believes is the new Star Wars TV show. The production company E&E Industries UK Limited was registered on the exact same day, and Fanta Tracks speculates that this is the first film from the planned Ryan Johnson trilogy. While both of these companies were registered, who knows what this could mean or when and if production will begin, but let's put our speculate responsibly <laughs> caps on for a moment. What do you guys think that this new series could be about? And is the film part of Ryan Johnson's trilogy or Dave and Dan's trilogy or something else? Mm-hmm. What was the date that all these things got? Uh, an, uh, October 12th of last year. October 12th. Okay. Early. That, 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What year is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what year is this? I'm trying to remember when the 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 great uh, the great battle of uh, Star Wars reporting about the uh, standalone films are canceled slash on hold. When that exact oh, that reporting that yes. was because this indicates okay we've made our de- we've reacted to yeah. solo we've made our decisions we're moving forward in a specific direction. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I forget that timeline. Forget that. There's just yeah. so damn much. There's a lot. Yeah. And if this was Bantha Tracks versus Fanta Tracks, I'd trust it more. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all good and well and probably some truth to it, too. Um, I don't think it's the Ryan Johnson thing. It's too early, right? I think it's too early. Yeah, that's what for, I thought, too. For pre-production? Well, well that, that's a good point. I am taking this as shooting, right? Well, or are you saying maybe I'm missing? Miss I think it. what they're reacting to is that a 
is that companies were formed so specific pre-production uh, could begin. True, right. Mm. But Ryan Johnson has, and Ron Bergman have a production company, right. so I don't, I mean, I guess it's possible. Yeah, I don't they understand would form that. form a different thing for yeah. a different, yeah. Maybe, I, I maybe think you Ryan, need to in the UK. I'm a dummy when it comes to laws like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think I think it's perfectly possible that it is Ryan that it is some sign of Ryan Johnson's trilogy rolling forward because I think it mm-hmm. really is, and yeah. I think in the process he's at with Knives Out, I think he's editing it now. Right, exactly. I, I think this is the time that, that things would start to get rolling mm-hmm. while the scripts are in development. Yeah, um, and yeah, the, yeah. And the TV show, I know we haven't really touched on it too much, but the the wild rumors of Obi Wan, I, I think that really makes a lot of sense. I don't, yeah. I, it's a rumor to me until it's announced, mm-hmm. totally rumor, but, um, I think it, many things, including Ewan's beard <laughs> pointed to me toward they were going to get started on it yeah. if Solo went well. So what's the, what's the saying? Follow the money, follow the beard, follow the beard, <laughs> follow the cryptic Ewan McGregor comments. And to me, it, it's a, a happy, if, if it, if it happens, it's great because obviously with the reaction to Solo, maybe there isn't the support there for another classic trilogy standalone character yeah. standalone movie. But the TV show on a streaming service, great. I, I would love it. I would take that pressure off where yeah. I could just watch it in peace. Yeah, I could just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I, this, this weekend, I still had more friends like finally watching Solo and yeah. weighing in and then the debate in their comments and just like, I can't even look. I can't even yeah. look. <laughs> yeah, in terms of, you know, just fun speculation, I, yeah, I, I want to believe that it's Obi-Wan. I want to believe. Yeah. But I, Joseph, Vera, everything, no matter where we hear it from, and sometimes we hear it from people having lunch at Lucasfilm or some crazy dude in a warehouse, uh, or so, I until... It is on the Star Wars show, and Andy Gutierrez is announcing it, I, yep. or Anthony Carboni. I don't believe it. Yeah. Or, you know, or I, I keep my enthusiasm under wraps. Uh, yeah, I think we should all be like Obi-Wan and be patient. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, award-winning editor Jeff Yorks edited a new fan trailer that uses footage from every Star Wars film to represent the overall narrative and general feeling of the saga. The five-minute trailer is called Star Wars Always, and a lot of fans were really moved when watching this heartwarming edit incorporating so many special moments from the saga. Actor Topher Grace is also credited on this trailer, so I'm guessing he lent his Star Wars fan expertise to the cut since he is an uber fan. What did you guys think after watching this trailer? Were you moved? Were you emotional? <laughs> Was that pointed? <laughs> yes, I, I I sense that you have feelings, Jennifer. I'm not gonna just go ahead. Okay, you guys. okay. This is a positive show. Okay, yes, I yes, I really, really, uh, I really liked it. I liked it in particular that it used so many deleted scenes. It was such yeah, a yeah. fun, weird fan thing to do. I liked the way that it was framed from Luke's perspective, starting with the the scene. Oh, what uh, a battle in the sky. Oh, I want that. I want to be a part of that. I don't know. That's my sister and my dad fighting, but they're coming for me. And so is uh, Festiny and Destiny and Fate. Uh, Not Festiny. Festiny Festiny is a weird food you can get at the Renaissance (laughs) Festival. Um, Yeah. So, and I love that it kind of marched through Luke's perspective and journey and ended on Ray. Mm -hmm. And that, that to me really drove home like this sort of emotional idea of this is a battle that is going to be happening always and it really highlighted when you watched all of those moments back and forth between the old and the new and the generations and the continuing story the always of it by the time you got to kylo yelling like it's time to let old things die it's just great to frame kylo as he's wrong 
Mm. He's the villain in that perspective is wrong. You you can't escape your past. It's a part of you, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a part of Star Wars. And yeah. th- those are some of the things that I reacted to emotionally. I do have a critique, but I'm curious to see what you say first, Jennifer. No, yeah. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. Um, uh, I really loved it. Now, it's, it's I have um, I didn't watch it for like a couple days because I just have that weird like fan edit type of, uh, yeah, 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 I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But, uh, you know, I sat down, obviously have to talk about it. And, yeah, I really loved it. I Look, I'm a sucker. You could, you, you ever watch the Return of the Jedi trailer as if it's modern and they recut the trailers? And, and I'm, I'm a sucker for those. I get yeah. all geeked up. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so I felt, I not fell for it, like, you know, I, but I, I really liked what it did. And I'll say, you know, speaking out, out of uh, behind the scenes, I, what I think we do well at Four Center and, and always try to do is, is what we call the emotional canon and connecting the lines yeah. back and forth and forward and this and that. And I looked at this, I'm like, that's, I almost want to be like, yeah, this is what we've been saying. <laughs> yeah, the way the different moments were really married in, in beautiful ways. Yeah. And then and then how I, you know, I I probably say it too much, but it's like how I specifically for myself watch Star Wars or Game of Thrones or some of these shows where it is a living historical document that I put down on a mental piece of paper and each time a new thing shows up, whether or not I like the Cano bite sequence or not, it's there. And how does that connect or what's the themes and this and that? And that's how I watch things. And I look at this and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, this, it all connects for me just yeah. in general. Uh, you know, certain characters, are, I, they didn't use hardly any Rogue One. I was like, oh, I thought, you know, but maybe there was a pacing. I, I, there's, I, I, there's some Rogue One. In right, there. right, right. But it wasn't, it didn't seem like there was a, there was a point that we're talking about events of new hope and it seems like they could have right. sliced in but but again i i edit on iMovie and you know <laughs> i'll trust uh, uh jeff york's uh to do it but um, yeah they so use general, they use sagrera saying what will you become from the delete yeah, yeah right. the, a lot of deleted stuff the, and, bi- uh-huh. the big stuff too yeah it was great yeah it was, it was <laughs> i really liked it because it felt like sagrera just kind of shouting from the sidelines because in the middle of like all of these uh fate and destiny force using yeah. characters and then sagrera from the side just like what will you become <laughs> <laughs> so overall, uh, really like yeah, it. Jennifer. Oh, Jen, come on, uh, take you know, a swipe. Uh, in the words of Morales uh, from a chorus line, I think I felt nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and you know the thing is, is Ish. that it's it's hard for me because you know I'm so tired. I'm you really have to get my attention with something new and innovative and fresh. There were some moments where, as an, I mean, I'm not an editor, but I've edited a lot, mm-hmm. and I, the, I just was like. Eh, it bothered me and I just felt like it it didn't it did not pull me in emotionally I felt like I've seen it before mm. and it wasn't until the end with Ray when we finally see, we see Ray you know getting the lightsaber there where I was I felt a little a little something it was like the lightsaber <laughs> a little bit of a shake yeah but it, it did not and I th- and I really had to unpack this with myself and give myself a therapy lesson because I'm like what is going on like I normally do get swept up in these kinds of things but I think it's I don't like being told that I should feel something. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, is that on the internet, everyone's like, it's amazing. I'm crying. And I'm, I'm that was so just cranky. me. And that was me. I'm so cranky, you guys. I'm sorry. But I just was like, I, I am a, a actually a very cynical person by nature. Huh. And so when someone tells me to, to feel something, I'm going to be like, all right, make me feel it. Yeah. And so already I went in and there's other reasons as well with who the people are. Where I was just like, all right, let me see what you got. Uh-huh. And it just didn't didn't get me. I'm sorry. Hey, that, I'm yeah. sure there'll be another one that I'll love. But that's fair. But, uh, you know, uh, that's that's 100% fair. And, and I don't think, to your point about nothing particularly 
new. I would, I would agree with that in the sense of, yeah, it's all the moments. Like I liked how they put it together. The solo one guy was like, oh, when they transitioned into solo and music, I, I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, but I like yeah, that. I don't, I don't think, uh, I get what you're saying. This didn't break new ground. It just reaffirmed what I think we already knew. And that's yeah. fine for me. I think yeah. the, the new ground for me, like there's a ton of those great, uh, the prequels spliced together with Obi-Wan's uh, talk with yeah, Luke yeah. in A New Hope. And I love those. And this one kind of starts from that exact perspective. Mm-hmm. What I liked about this one was layering in some of the weighty moments and how like all of the new movies connect, not just the sequel movies, but Solo and Rogue One and maybe giving them a little bit more weight. The one thing I didn't like, I loved that it was from Luke's perspective. Obi-Wan right. kind of guiding through this through him and hit him getting older. Uh, and I like that idea of Luke stepping into a new world introduces us to Han and all of the roguish what? adventure. And then I was waiting for that moment where Leia had her own little subsection. Yep, right, right, right. This was go. such a tribute to the, to the building from the classic trilogy that there's some great Leia moments. Uh, but the way the whole thing was Luke's perspective. Then you have a solid little Han section and then Leia was just kind of sprinkled in that right, bugged right, me. Right. It felt a little that's, unbalanced. That's, I think that that's where Unbalanced. I'm Yes. Yeah, that's, yes. that's well, that's fair too. I wish Marshall Lucas <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Han, Han and Obi Wan's monologues being layered together was uh, an, yeah. a good emotional moment for me, yeah, which I hadn't, yeah. you know, obviously we've thought of that connection, but yeah. that was well, cool for, to hear them together. Don't forget, George Lucas, you know, says Luke and Han are bumbling fools and Leia's the one in charge, so Luke would miss it. Yep. <laughs> no, <I> don't, <laughs> don't add me, please. <laughs> so that is the news. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That is the news, and we uh, still have more to talk about. The biggest news of the week coming here is our main topic. But before we do, it's time we recommend you an audio book from the Star Wars world that you should try on us. Joseph... Well, we got a pretty uh, tied-in title here today. That is right. Everything is connected always. So if you want to feel even more connected to the topic we're about to talk about, Galaxy's Edge, read Thrawn Alliances. Or don't read it. Listen to it uh, here uh, with us with the Audible, and you will find out what of these drinks that we're about to list did Padme have at Black Spire Outpost. <laughs> that is the one detail we'll talk about in a second. When I was going down the list, and I was like, get out of here. Yeah. I got to get a season pass now. <laughs> All right. That said, uh, you guys uh, check out Thrawn Alliances on us to download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook and directly help out the show. Jen, you're going to help us get through this wonderful overload of information. We're <laughs> yes. going inside Galaxy's Edge. That's right. Okay, so we're going to break this down chunk by chunk. Thank you and Anthony Bregsnickin from Entertainment Weekly for doing such a great job. <laughs> uh, okay, so first, let's talk about the rides. The Millennium Falcon ride is the most anticipated ride in Galaxy's Edge, and according to Anthony Bresnikan, the ship will be parked facing outward with its engines flanking a curved loading dock embedded in the mountainside that frames the Black Spire outpost. Occasionally, visitors may see Chewbacca himself on a rooftop or crouching beneath the undercarriage yes. to supervise the restoration. And inside the mountain is where guests will wait in line for the ride. But you're not just waiting in line, of course. You're signing up to be freelance smugglers for Onaka Transport Solutions. The wait will most LLC. likely, yeah, right. It will most likely be so long. Uh, so visitors will zigzag through passageways and storage rooms that serve as a prologue to take off, and you'll get a closer look at the inside of the Falcon. Go through a mechanic shop, and as you enter the control room, you'll see an animatronic Honda. Onaka. Let's pause here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, before we get into the hon the Hondo, yeah. I hope you guys saw that video. Oh yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, what What about any of these details? You find? Does, I guess does it does it make the two hour wait more exciting? Is my question. Uh, <laughs> it is exciting as it can I be. Can't. Yeah. I mean, this is this is sacrilege to some people, but that Indiana Jones ride, mm -hmm. not the outside where you're just kind of in a you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. jungle forest area. Sure. But once you get into the actual temple and they're playing uh, the old serials, mm -hmm. I love that so much. I, I love it a little bit more than the ride itself. Like oh. almost. The ride, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. 
Yeah. We're on the same side. Yeah. I mean, the ride's just like there to hurt your grandma. I mean, the, the <laughs> ride is bumpy. Anyway, bumpy that's ride. a different story. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think it's that if it's that kind of immersive where you feel like you are really in that place and there are so many details in every little corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then that helps a lot. Same with the Star Tours one. Uh, you know, the Star Tours ride now makes me more sick than it used to. Maybe that's just <laughs> age or the, or the changes in the ride. Or me upset with the canon problems. Uh, I think I think they've corrected that since then. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. I mean, if it's two hours and it will be, at least in the early going, right? Um, I, I want to feel in. And if Chewie's fixing something and, yeah, you know, Chewie fixing stuff on the outside is I'm great. Listening, you don't yeah. even have to be in line to see that, right? right? You can exactly. just be wandering around with your one of your food things that we'll talk about. It, but, yeah. Yeah. It seems they're definitely aware of what they've got which is long lines and we got to keep them entertained. Well, and I love that it, that it weaves into the mountain because then you're going to yeah. feel literally inside something. Mm. And then also psychologically, when you go to the park, you're, if you're not waiting the ride, you can just look around and enjoy the being immersed in star Wars instead of just staring at this massive effing line yeah. in front of the Falcon. Because yeah. every, every, I think it was like three years ago, two years ago, whatever it was when they first unveiled the plans. And I was like, great, that big empty space. That's where we'll all be standing. Yeah. Right. And like, <laughs> Turns out they're much smarter than that. Yeah. They got to pull me in because I happen to know on the other side, there's a McDonald's right on Harbor. (laughs) Dreaming about that. Um, Yeah. uh, I, I, there's a lot about just that ride. This, the ride Millennium Falcon could just be the only thing. And I think I'd still be excited about this. Yeah. So much more. Yeah. What about the state of the art Hondo that they showed a little video behind the scenes of the him being made. With Jim Cummings doing the voice, it's great. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's great. I think having that uh, flavorful of a character will help with that ride and feel like not only are you having cool things to look at, but a story is unfolding as you're in the line. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully guided a little bit by by Hondo. And Hondo's a great choice. It makes sense story-wise, pirate, because you don't need, you know, it can't be Han. It can't be Lando because you're trying to get a lot of canon stuff in here and they're yeah. paying attention to that. Hondo's a perfect, you know, some people have no idea who he is, but be like, hey, weird Star Wars guy. He's kind of cool. And then mm-hmm. we'll be like, Hondo, Clone yeah. Wars, Rebels. Well, and I assume that that relatively new book, Pirate Sprites, is going to be flying off the shelves because that's the book that sets all of this up, that um. contextualizes it, this whole ride experience. I should yeah. <laughs> just hand out copies when you walk in. Read this before you go. Yeah. There is a part of me that wants to go up to the Hondo animatronic, though, and just say, like, Hey, remember when you were a quite vicious murderer and a true threat in your early <laughs> Clone Wars appearances? And now you're like, it's the, just the ongoing tradition of Star Wars of like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll just forget that. And have <laughs> have some fun with the wacky, long, uh, horn beard. It's like mm-hmm. if the Emperor suddenly went to stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not 100% clear what our mission is going to be, but if we're successful, we'll have to share the profits with Hondo. And after our encounter with Hondo, guests will be led down a jet bridge into the Falcon's chess room. You'll be assigned a flight group and a number. Hondo and Chewie need two pilots, two gunners, and two flight engineers for each run. An operator will call out the number of each group when it's time for takeoff, but in the meantime, you're free to roam about the cabin. Okay, this is where I was like, the wait is worth it just for the photo opportunities in the Falcon's cabin. It stresses me out so much. Right. The wait is worth it if it's really well controlled and there's only like, uh, there's a minimum of people milling around in the Falcon at a time. 
if it's really well controlled and that's basically like letting you into the ride and it's only like two groups at a time. So there's like, you know, 12 people in there and not 38 people all trying to take a photo on the, at the hollow chest at the same time. I like that. It's like a Bubba Gump. You can get inside and kind of shop while you wait. or something. (laughs) That's kind of cool. Uh, Yeah, definitely hope you're right or your instincts, uh, you know, pay off there, Joseph, because yeah, you squeeze 40 people into that. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that, my, that's all I thought about because, like, yeah, my, I love taking these photos and, like, just like, is are you going to possibly be able to get one that doesn't have eight hundred other elbows in it? Right, you know. Mm. I think they will, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I'm signing me up for the gunner roll. I don't right. want the pressure of flying. Right. Yes. Mm. So this you is want, you want to fly. We got we got to get our force center team prepared here. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I think actually the gunner might be a more stressful. Yes, okay. exactly. So here's here's how the ride itself actually works. It's a choose-your-own-adventure type of story that's very immersive. That's An example of what could happen is if gunners don't fire and hit that <laughs> TIE fighter, you maybe will get some shocks and take some damage on your ship, and then you've got to fix it. And that's what the job of the flight engineers, who are seated in the back, mm. who will have to push buttons to extinguish fires or redirect power. <laughs> and if pilots don't fly right to avoid the oncoming mountain, your ship is going to smash into the wall. <laughs> so you're truly in control of what happens to your and mission. That's it? You're done? <laughs> right. But remember, so whatever happens on this ride, your reputation will follow you throughout the park if you use the Disney Play app on your phone, which tracks your experience and transmits that information throughout Galaxy's Edge. My question is, what if you get stuck with a bunch of older people who don't know how to play video games? Because I feel like the button mashing thing... Choose your family better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, this is going to be like, yeah, yeah kind of cutscene interactive. Just hit it. Hit the button. Hit the button. Yeah. I don't think... I doubt it's going to be like super like precision aim. I think it's going to be type yeah. come and hit the button. Grandma, press the button. <laughs> press the button, grandma. Um... Uh, we'll take you on that Indiana Jones ride and shake you up. <laughs> we'll go back to Small World after this. <laughs> I'm interested in that because you know I, uh, a lot of credit to, to Mark and Andrea Donica. We had them on, on Spotlight Star Wars. They had the podcast party at two, and they their theme park. They they were talking about a lot of this, and I asked Joseph your concern, which is you wait in line, you spend all this money, and you go and you mess up, or your yeah. ship crashes, and you have to spend the rest of the day being insulted. <laughs> um, and they they didn't. Uh, they said it's possible. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is why I might not be using that Disney Play app. Oh, we'll talk about that. Um, but in uh, fact, you know, I, I got to do that 3D experience at the Void recently. The 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 one with Cassian Andor and everything. And uh, uh, Christian Harloff, God bless him, Collagenic, and he's not the best with tech. And he couldn't get the code right. And and like K2S was screaming at us for like five minutes. And we're Mark Riley and I are shooting stormtroopers trying to. And and they're like, try again. Try again. Oh my God. Do you need assistance? And he couldn't figure it out. So that's a smaller scale. If. Yeah. I think that this is going to be that you can only mess up so bad in there. They're enhancing the stakes. I think that you could make every wrong decision. I think you could miss every TIE fighter. I think you could hit every obstacle and it will still, you'll still get to the end of the ride and it'll still have like, maybe it might even be more fun to just totally mess everything up. Oh I hope I hope so, but there's also part of me that wants it so realistic that if you crash two seconds after land up, every land up, uh, land, uh, land uh, takeoff, not land up, that's land up, um, 
everyone out, get out of the ride, you're done. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go to the complaint department. Oh my gosh, I'm already getting anxiety thinking about it. <laughs> the second attraction in Galaxy's Edge is the Rise of the Resistance ride. On this attraction, you will go quote-unquote off-world aboard a resistance transport into the belly of a First Order Star Destroyer and into the crosshairs of a pair of a giant AT-ATs. ATATs. As you wait in line, you'll <laughs> enter the heart of Resistance Command, which is where BB-8 will appear with a hologram of Daisy Ridley as Ray, telling visitors that they have to board a transport soon for a mission led by Poe Dameron. Guests are then transported into the cargo bay of a transport flown by an animatronic Nine-Num. And before long, the convoy is intercepted by the First Order. Guests will find themselves in a First Order hangar filled with animatronic stormtroopers. The ride goes on and on and on until eventually you glide through a hangar with two giant adats over you. And eventually you encounter Kylo Ren. This ride, that that's like a condensed version. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long this ride is going to be. Do you guys have any ideas? They asked, I think that they asked Imagineer and he was like, no, no, it's not going to be 30 minutes long. Mm. But it kind of sounds like it. And is this a way for them to crowd control people? To keep them cooped up in these rides for hours. <laughs> that way we're free to roam about the park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't John Boyega involved in some way that they haven't revealed yet? Yes. Like how or where? Uh, well, he's, yeah, he'll just physically be there every day. <laughs> right, <It's>, yeah. So <laughs> footage, I think footage from, from Ray, uh, uh, we don't know, I'm assuming maybe an animatronic Kylo Ren or maybe yeah. it's a hologram or something. Yeah, or, yeah it might be an actor with oh, Adam maybe. Driver lines uh, piped in. Mm, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, this this just seems like uh, Star Wars meets Mr. Toad's Wild Ride <laughs> yes, <laughs> in right. a really great way. It does, which is one of my favorite rides. Yeah. It is. Um, it's dark. It is dark. Um, yeah, for some reason, this one I haven't paid as much attention to. It sounds interesting. I think it's just that childhood dream of being in the Falcon that makes that one more exciting. And this one, I mean, it's going to be fun, but yeah. It's hard to know, too, like yeah, yeah. where the ride really begins, because it feels like, well, you're waiting in the line and you're getting shuttled around. And I th- you have to it, disembark a few times, right? Right, so it's like, exactly. I'm, like, I'm, I'm the guy that takes a nap on Pirates of the Caribbean on purpose. Like, I need my rest rides, so <laughs> I don't want to keep getting up. Yeah, I think I don't think this is going to be as restful as Pirates <laughs> no, of the Caribbean. I, I just like, think. yeah, just slowly move around a boat yeah. while you watch Pirates do horrible things. Uh, no, I think that... This, I think they're both sound like they're super well motivated to make you feel like you have a responsibility. Right. Like in the Falcon, you literally do. And we're already uh, racked with anxiety about it here on Fort Center. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like this one will too of like, it sounds like it ties into the narrative really, really well of like the resistance is small. It needs everyone. You have to rise up, mm-hmm. you know, put down your Ronto, you know, rap and take part, you know. So I think that it's going to be really engaging. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. going to, it sounds like it's going to be a much, the Millennium Falcon sounds like a bunch of work yeah. to have that one crystal moment of I'm flying the Falcon or right. fixing it after right. my grandma broke it. Uh, in this, it, this is just like be totally immersed. Right. In, in a canon. In, really, in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, 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 and a canon light story. Yeah. That, that's, I, I'm inter- interested in that. Yeah. yeah. Interested in the surprise. I, yeah. Any surprise characters will pop yeah. up. I'm or, equally yeah. excited for both of them. Right. I think they're really, really different experiences. Yeah. But th- this one sounds really great to just go through all of that yeah. uh, that battle. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I imagine it's going to be nice and cool in there. So it'd be a good place to escape on a hot day. <laughs> 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 
what Galaxy's Edge isn't your typical theme park in that there is a story and history behind everything in the park and it connects to other Star Wars storylines. According to the story, the First Order recently sent a garrison to the Black Spire outpost looking for something. This elite squad is known as a 709th, aka Red Fury, and they've arrived on a new ship, the TIE Echelon. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to see this TIE in the park, but unfortunately you won't be able to get too close or touch it because I, I'm not sure why <laughs> I, I, there's going to be somebody guarding it or, or what, but they made that very clear. Uh, Pablo Hidalgo says fans should expect to see more stories from Batuu and Black Spire Outpost in the near future. Of course, there will also be some books that have already been announced. I want to know what the 709th is looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they looking for? I'm so curious because obviously this uh, created a lot of uh, furor on the internet of is it going to tie into episode nine? And this right. is the first thing that made me feel like, yeah, maybe. But then what do you do with that story once episode nine is years past and people are still going to this park? If right. it's still stew locked into a specific event, uh, you know, it's interesting to me that they could kind of morph the story um, and to evolve it. So you're still going to the same place, but in the first order still there and the 709th is still there, but they're doing something else. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I, I lean towards it as just a story in the park right. and that they're looking for a resource, uh, some sort of force MacGuffin, um, mm-hmm. a Vader relic of some kind since cool. Vader has been there. Right. Um, or that it could all just tie in a lot to the, uh, the lightsaber place that we'll talk about more. Mm. Right. Right. That, yeah. Good point. And I, I know there were some things that they're, they're built in the idea of, expansion in the sense of more Star Wars stores will show up but I think your your point remains Joseph that you don't want to get too specific yeah with the story and and it, it I don't believe there's big clues to episode nine <laughs> racing around might be I, I hadn't you mentioned the tie echelon I, I kept hearing about it I had not seen a picture I just looked it up this looks really cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> it looks, I like that super shuttle, TIE fighter shuttle. Like, I'm on board. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that in nine. Right. Yeah, the, right. And, that, and that might be it, the, the, the connections. Uh, the, but yeah, to, to comb through everything and, and, and think that there's a, you know, a spoiler for Kylo's fate, I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, I just, it, that that's too much work for them yeah. to adjust. It seems cool to me to frame the story of this is somewhere between eight and nine and the the make or break in this battle is resources. And yeah. this is mm. one of the many places they're fighting over a resource, whether mm. it's a practical resource, some kind of fuel, or if it is much more force-based, right. mystical. I like that. Oh, interesting. Well, there is another component to this. Uh, perhaps the most interesting aspect of the park is that cast members will have the ability to create their own canon, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Each cast member will be playing a character as they go about their jobs, and no matter what their duties are, they will have been trained in improvisation and role play. They are being encouraged to create their own identities and personas, so they'll have an opinion about the First Order arriving to Batuu a couple weeks ago in story. Some cast members are so excited about getting into character that they're already having to tell them, you can't just make up canon like that you're the second cousin of Han Solo. <laughs> so this is where I really started laughing, and I think things could get weird yes. if you encounter an over-eager cast member who gets a little too into character. Yeah. I go the other direction. Oh, yeah? And if that over-eager, well-intended uh, cast member runs into, like, one of us, oh. or worse... 
and we're starting like, well, that's no. Oh yeah. Who are you? Oh, What'd God. you surf with? Did you yeah. know Wedge? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know Dak? Like yeah. how many years before the battle of <laughs> yeah. And was it that Thrawn arrived here? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> so I get it from a, a the, like Disney role. Like, wouldn't this be fun? And it could be an interesting exchange. Yeah. Cast members going, I'm done with Star Wars fans. I am done with Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, unlike some of the other characters that wander around Disney, like, uh, you know it well, Jennifer, so correct me if I'm wrong. Like, they're established canon characters. Like, yeah. so we know their perspectives from stories. Right. I love the idea that these people would be like, great, make up your history on Black Spire. Make up how you feel about mm-hmm. the history of this this planet that got passed by but used to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, when did you move here? All that stuff is great. Yes. But it does leave like, here's your little area to play in. But yeah, don't be like, yes, and I am also force sensitive. Improv in a box. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's what they also said that a lot of these, well, not a lot, but some of the cast members don't know a lot about Star Wars. Yeah. And I was just thinking about this past weekend, my daughter met uh, Anna and Elsa at my niece's birthday. And the amount of questions that she had took me back to when I worked at Disneyland and people would, they ask you, kids want to know, where is so-and-so? Where do you sleep? Do you go to the bathroom? Where is, you know, how are you going (laughs) to? get back to your magic castle or your magic palace or and so that's why i'm like oh boy these cast members have no idea for the little kid fans oh yeah (laughs) yeah who were you know where's ray yeah where's where's kylo ren well why is he so mad all the time like (laughs) i mean i i you know a couple years ago went to last time i was at disneyland we went to the where you could take a photo with kylo ren thing which i I think we all at one point have done yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. kylo got very mad at me right well 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 my friend who who was uh you know goth girl who is in love with Kylo was walked in and started like professing her love to him and and God bless her, the actor did a great job but he just kept to whatever but it was like she was just like no no I, I love you I want to serve you and it just got I was like we're gonna get kicked out of the park what are you doing so there could be a whole lot of fun out of this yes improvisation galaxy's edge kids exactly. of all ages will harass <laughs> These the, poor employees. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, man. Well, one way Galaxy's Edge will be even more immersive is if you use the Disney... I'm confused on the name. Is it, It's either Play Disney or Disney Play Parks app on your phone to learn more about the events unfolding around you and become part of the story yourself. One part of the app lets you play a game where you solve puzzles in, uh, in order to... Hmm, what does that mean? To either help the resistance or help the First Order, so you can choose your alliance. You can also use the app to decode languages that will be written on walls or stones or crates around the park. You can listen in on the broadcast happening between the Resistance, the First Order, and various underworld gangs. You can also use the app to interact with some of the droids in the park and sign on to take a job. By taking a job, say from Hondo, you'll have to complete tasks, which will give you points in this kind of scavenger hunt type of game. So will you be downloading this app is the question. Ah, yeah. I'm so I'm so torn. I don't want if I if I fail on the Falcon, I don't want to be mocked all day. I don't I don't like paying money to be mocked. Call me crazy. Uh, but I love the detail. I love the detail, but there's a part of me that also wants to just go and be immersed in that world. And this is so on the line for me of like, I kind of don't want to stare at my phone, but the phone will also make the world more immersive. So I'm very torn about it. I, I think I'll, I'll probably do it, but I like your point, Joseph, about like, just, Hey, just I almost want to walk through once without it. Yeah. And I know they're saying the design, no, we're designing you to look up. It's not a, 
Yeah, but you're going to be have your phone out playing this game. But I'm one of the I'm a guy that's gone there and got the hidden Mickey book and found every hidden Mickey in the park. You okay. know, like I, I have done that. But that's after going to Disneyland for my entire life because I was I was born in the city of Orange, so I was fortunate enough to be around that park. First time through Galaxy's Edge, I think I might just want to. Yeah. Take a look. Yeah. How about you, Jennifer? Yeah. You know, I think the only time I might use it is when I'm like waiting in line and I'm, I'm mm. bored or something. <laughs> Instead of checking Twitter, I'll just look at the app. Like, oh, what does this say? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's kind of cool. But yeah, I don't know how I feel about engaging in this role play stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I may, I, maybe I'll get over myself. But I, what I do really like about it is how much all of this uh, is really driving that narrative of, the first order and the resistance are both there mm-hmm. in the citizens, the, the, you know, the park workers, us, the park attendees all get to listen in on that, that battle between them and decide who we should support. That to me is like the coolest part right. of this, of really being like, that's what Star Wars is about is you are presented with fate, with destiny, and you get to make choices of who do you support. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome to me. Yeah. I'm going to make some bad choices. <laughs> it also makes it interesting if you're going to keep going again and again, like each time you can say, okay, this time I'm going to choose to align myself with the first order. Yeah. See how that plays out. It's a morality engine, like on a video game. Right. Just like, oh boy. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. <laughs> well, of course it wouldn't be a theme park without the ability to spend money on trinkets and chashkas. So here are some of the shops that will be in galaxy's edge. At Doc Onder's Den of Antiquity, Inquit- oh my gosh, yeah. Antiquities, <laughs> you'll see a taxidermied, I thought it was taxidermied, whatever. Taxidermized? Is, is that taxi- what he... Ta- Anthony wrote taxidermized, <clears throat> but uh, I was always taxidermied, whatever. Wampa on the wall and a baby Dianoga in a glass jar. Many of the precious items Doc Onder has collected will not be for sale, but you will be able to buy some books and goblets dedicated to the Jedi Order and some Sith relics like statues and books as well. If you want to build a lightsaber, you head on over to Savvy's Lightsabers, where you can choose from assorted parts to assemble a lightsaber that is unique to your personality. The blade itself costs $49.99 for starters, and the finished hilt will cost about $109. The colors of the lightsabers run from Sith Red to Jedi Blue and Green and Mace Windu Purple. You have to purchase a kyber crystal to power your sword, but the cool thing is each gem has readable tech inside that can also be removed and added to a holocron cube to hear lessons from long-gone heroes and villains. Pause here. Yes. Fascinating. Yes. A lot of money is going to be spent. Yeah. Mm. I read that Mm. and I opened a new savings account (laughs) Uh, in my mind, my heart. Because, yeah, I normally would not spend money on that that level of thing, but, like, I need to do that experience. The whole experience. It's so cool to me. And I think it is just the most narratively fascinating because I love the idea that it's, not it's got a cover mm-hmm. that the that the shop is not you know being loud and proud that it's selling lightsabers but i'm so curious if this is just like it's star wars we've got to do something with lightsabers we've got this sort of patina over it of oh he's faking it or is this a huge tell that by the time episode nine rolls around other force users are coming into their own and Ray is encouraging them. The legend of Luke Skywalker on crate, that story of that action figure and doll has spread. And this is an indication that that's where we're going mm. it, or it, or it could just be, we got to sell lightsabers. It, it could be either one. It could be both too. I mean, they're smart enough to realize, you know, Hey, let's people might ask that question, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it is fascinating 
yeah, all jokes aside, this is going to be expensive, but uh, it's throw that, that, that world, world weary cynicism at the door and go yeah. buy some toys that are going to teach you things. <laughs> I mean, just that level of, uh, we're used to being sold expensive stuff as right. nerds, but that level of nerdery that a kyber, you buy the kyber crystal separately and it can also interact with a holocron you would buy. That level of nerdery is worth the money to me to <laughs> really feel like, yeah, this is my kyber crystal and it does specific things. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I've been to the, the Harry Potter world here, not the one in Orlando, and it's a little less immersive, but I, I you know, I love the wands, react to parts. It's like, that's yeah. so cool, and to have all this kind of stuff, and now to, to what sells me, like, uh, I would love having the lightsaber in the cupboard, but the fact that I can take the Kyber out and put it in a holocron and learn something completely new, and, like, okay, now, now you're getting my money, yeah. but mm. it might be worth it as a long-time, lifetime fan. This yeah. is a fun experience. Yeah, I it's like that. Pretty incredible. I think you're going to have to like make an appointment or something like that. It's like that's... the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's going to be a long line for that yeah. one. Well, if you want to purchase your very own droid, Mubo Mubo's Droid Depot is a place to go. Guys can purchase a small droid about the size of a coffee maker that you can remote control around Black Spire. You can choose to either own an R2 unit or a BB unit, and from the way the shop is set up, it kind of sounds like Build a Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. I, I don't know why I thought this was going to be more than what it was. I guess because I thought that the droids were going to be bigger. This is one of the few things they're doing such a good job of trying to make you feel immersed. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, that is going to break a few places. Mm-hmm. And like when you have this experience of go build a lightsaber with a kyber crystal, the way lightsabers work. And then you're like I made an R2-D2, but he's small. Right. It's weird. Yeah, it it breaks the reality a little bit to me. I I would I would rather it was just a different kind of little droid mm. that you could yeah, build. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And yeah, you know, I don't. I'm, you got fifty thousand dollars to build a real life astromech. I I knew that wasn't coming, but I uh, I'm not. I'm less interested in this one because I, I don't need a tiny. Uh, it yeah, feels like real world. It feels like you're going to Apple and buying an R2 Mini. Yeah. Of like, yeah. <laughs> oh, can you not afford the full oh, iPad? This one uh, requires a new charger. <laughs> um, but in the Build a Bear thing too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it makes sense. This is going to be very popular. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Especially for for young kids. And just one last thing: if you want lots of plushy friends, there's lots of <laughs> I options. Do, I do. I really love that dun dun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah Bina's creature stall will sell baby tauntauns that make noises. Uh, there's going to be mini wrath tars for sale, baby uh, baby wampas, porgs, warp frogs, and Ken, your favorite, puffer pigs. Uh, <laughs> I saw that and I laughed hey, out loud. You know what? I'll take even one of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, there's uh, even more cuteness at the Toy Darien do- toy shop, which will sell adorable plush versions of Ray, Finn, Kylo Ren, of course, a stormtrooper, Watto, and I I swear, I saw a tiny roasted porg. Did you guys see that? A tiny roasted porg? It looked like a tiny roasted porg with a A, little face on it. A porg plushie? Like a roasted porg plushie? It looked like it was kind of plasticky. Okay. In the corner. It's small. (laughs) You guys, listeners, did you see this? I did not see (laughs) it. I I saw a porg, but not a roasted one. I stopped at the plush tauntaun. Oh my gosh. I was like, maybe I'm seeing things. I also, I like the commitment to, uh, at the point that you're going to this park, these are the heroes of the resistance and they're known galaxy wide enough yes. that people would want dolls of them. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very much in story like Ray's, uh, was it Ray's stormtrooper doll that she had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks just like that. So uh, cool. yeah. Jin. Jin. Star- oh, Jin. Sorry, Jin. Oh my then, gosh. Yeah. Oh, Ray wow. has the, res- the, Got the brunette. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. So 
The attractions I'm most excited for are the restaurants. <laughs> Oga's Cantina has been the most talked about, and we finally got some more info on the drinks that will be served there. Even though Oga's Cantina is the first place in Disneyland to sell alcohol, they will also offer non-alcoholic-themed drinks like Mugen Iced Tea, Blue Bantha, which is a milk and cookies drink, and the Black Spire Brew, which is an iced coffee drink. If you want to throw back some cocktails, hey, Oga's will <laughs> offer a Bloody Rancor, which is a Bloody Mary variation, a Fuzzy Tauntaun, like a Fuzzy Navel, a Bespin Fizz, which is a rum-based fizzy twist on a Cosmo, and a Yub Nub drink mm-hmm. with ingredients that are currently unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you won't see uh, at the cantina is a glimpse of Oga herself. She apparently does not socialize with guests. Oh, yeah. I can respect that. Yeah. yeah. Continuing the tradition of Chalman. Not, not often seen <laughs> right, Chalman. Right. What do you think of, the, of this list of drinks and beverages? Big win. I'll be there most of the day. Yeah. Although I know what I'm, I'm limited or I got to leave. I forget what the rules are. You have I'll to be stand. Com- I'll be coming in. I'll stand all day. Yeah. I'm going to have three Bespin fizzes and then I'm going to go yeah. make my lightsaber. Oh, the Bespin fizz. The Bespin fizz sounds good. I love that they have the blue milk and the green milk yeah. uh, to, to cement yep. that wonderful moment in The Last Jedi. That moment I think is wonderful. It right. is. Uh, yeah. You're right. Thank you. I'm <laughs> glad to be right. And yeah. And I, I also like that they're really saying like, Look, here are all these fun mocktails and other kinds of drinks, too, if you don't want to have the alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, it's silly stuff, right? You know, you, we know they're going to have food and they're going to give it silly names. But the list came out, and I was like, I'm on board for all of this because, number one, again, sometimes you, maybe you're not a theme proper. I get so excited when I go to Disneyland. Like, I'm just one of those folks. I probably was the one, you know, knowing you, Jay. Like, where, where's your castle? Where's your castle? <laughs> um, and I'm going to have so much fun just ordering a best spin fizz or yeah, so I'll awesome. probably have my own cape on. Yeah, be great. Oh Yub Nub's definitely going to be the blood of a stormtrooper. But besides that, it sounds delicious. <laughs> from a stormtrooper's skull, like it's uh, <laughs> Carl it from <laughs> the Night's Watch drinking from the Joe Mormons. That would have been cool, actually. Uh. Yeah. Well, in the heart of downtown Black Spire Outpost, there will be a, a sit-down restaurant named Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. Chef Strono Cookie Tug yes. is the proprietor yes. of this establishment, and he honed his culinary skills working in the kitchen of Maz Kanata's Castle on Taco Donna. Now, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yes, and, please, and this please. is for databank brawl aficionados yeah. to keep track. Not only did we fight with this character, but this shows he survived the First Order attack. Which he did in databank brawl, uh, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So, was, number one. Yeah, he was fighting his way out, I we think. We predict things. Uh, <laughs> Oh. oh my god, I love these little details. Strono cookie tugs, and yeah, I saw people reacting like, what, that's the most absurd name? I was like, yes, yes. it's been around for yes. a while. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah, this this is an re- interesting restaurant. I'm not quite sure what some of the food is going to be, but it seems like it might be like yob shrimp noodle salad, which is considered a delicacy for Gungans, fried Andorian tip-yip, Tip-yips are the flightless birds found on Endor. Yeah. And the Felucian Garden Spread, which is a vegetarian dip. Looks good. It looks really good, right? Yeah. Uh, the other place, uh, the other restaurant in um, Galaxy's Edge is a food stand called Ronto Roasters. And here you'll be <laughs> able to enjoy a Ronto wrap, which is a chalupa filled with barbecue pork, grilled sausage, coleslaw. Oh, my gosh. And peppercorn sauce. My mouth is watering. That sounds freaking delicious. But I'm not sure if that's like a stand like like the Bengal. It looks uh, like, like the Bengal barbecue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It looks like a kind of open air thing because it's got yeah. the that the pod racer engine. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It, you, you know, repurposed to be for cooking. The, the, mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like kind of place you can kind of half walk into, but you're not. That's right. going to sit around there. Right. On the move, on the move. <laughs> Always on the move in Galaxy's Edge. I just love, you know, we've been joking for a long time, Star Wars fans, but particularly here at Force 
center for, you know, Happenbore burgers and Ronto burgers. And no, it's a reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one that made me lose my mind uh, that uh, Bresnikin had uh, listed in, uh, you know, a, a series of photos is the shack roast. Oh, so oh it my is. God. It is. It's even mislabeled on the article. It says they're from Phantom Menace. They're not. No. They're from Attack of the Clones. I have been in love with these things yes. since 2002. I have called them butt cows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when when I would have friends who would want to be grumpy about Attack of the Clones, that's what I would go to. Is like, but let's talk about the butt cows. Yeah. Those ridiculous creatures that Anakin rides on. And a great data bank brawl with the guys from Star Wars Minute on the show, yeah, right? Yeah, we, yeah, We fought one of them. We fought uh, a shack, we fought yeah. a shack. Again, this is at yeah. Yukasa, I believe. Uh, yeah, so I've loved the shacks, the butt cows for years. So to be able to walk into Disneyland and eat a butt cow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> There's a, there was a lot of prequel love in the uh, in the dishes, in yeah. the food dishes. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about in terms of food is if you ever wanted to try blue milk, you'll finally be able to at Galaxy's Edge. Now, this blue milk is actually similar to rice milk, so it's non-dairy. If you're mm. lactose intolerant like me, that's great. It's soft, frozen, like a milkshake, and it's been sweetened and infused with berry and melon flavors, so it's mm. a lot like a smoothie. Wait a minute. I made, <laughs> I made a blue milk smoothie. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, you uh, did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I, I'm really excited about this blue milk. Yeah. yeah. On a hot day. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, my God. And the green milk, Yeah, too, it yeah. sounds so refreshing. Sounds really refreshing. Uh, and it's like the best a, commercial for it. <laughs> it's really refreshing. Refreshing. Mm. Yeah. That's but I, as a it. aficionado of milkshakes oh. and uh, you know <coughs> smoothies, I'm really excited for this. Mm-hmm. The last thing on the list, if eating isn't your thing, here are some other ways you can spend your money. <laughs> At Black Spire Outfitters, you can buy Jedi family apparel like Jedi or Sith cloaks and the latest in scavenger wear. If you're not into cosplaying, there's also Earth family wear that evokes Star Wars in more subtle ways. For fans of the First Order, you'll be able to buy a complete 709th Legion uniform and pledge your allegiance to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> if you're more of a tinker, right. <laughs> more of a crafter, uh, you can buy a droid technician uniform. An exciting piece of merch that you can own are holocron cubes, yes. uh, like we talked about. These are uh, like mystical force-powered computers, and the kyber crystals that go inside them are like flashlight drives, uh, each containing the wisdom uh, from a Jedi or a Sith from the past. Oh. Which of these uh, strikes your fancy, gentlemen? Uh, Besides the, the hologram. The hologram cubes, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the <clears throat> the Jedi family apparel school, the Earth family yeah. uh, apparel school, I personally probably will not dress up as a First Order officer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one that one scares me a little bit, but understandable. I, I'm braced for lots of little uh, cute First Order kids. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> marching around. Oh, um, boy. I, this is also another place where I question the level of, is this... Uh, we're bending the reality a little bit, but we got to sell Jedi outfits. Or is this, uh, you know, the whole Lucasfilm story group leaning into mm-hmm. Jedi are people of the galaxy are fascinated with Jedi mm-hmm. that they would want to dress up as them, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and even that there's that uh, one shirt that just has a picture of Ray, uh-huh. which is definitely kind of tipping into the very real world. Sure. Uh, but I saw some people online being really excited because the graphic of her lightsaber looks like it's shaky like Kylo Ren's and right. are, they're wondering if this is oh, a hint or that. if that's just okay. an artistic style right. or if that's a, a sign that her lightsaber will be shaky like Kylo's. Here I am saying don't look for clues too much and I'm 
hoping that's a clue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to nine. That's episode nine. I would love if she's like, I built one too. Not the same. It yeah. Not, didn't work out as well. Yeah. <laughs> Kyber crystals aren't that available. Except for this one guy, Savvy, apparently yeah, has yeah, them yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, I, the, the Jedi robes look great. And, and, uh, the, the, um, I think there's, I won't say Sith robe, but there's the dark robes. Right. Yeah. I, I, I want the holocron cube. That's probably going to cost me a pretty penny, but, uh, I, I am all, all there for a good robe. Yeah. A robe, a cube and a lightsaber. And I'm good. I don't see it, but I, I, I hope they, uh, add capes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that in the photo gallery. That's a thing, man. Uh-huh. Give me a cape. I want a chronic cape. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I will not be getting the Red Fury uniform, though, but I do want the credit <laughs> cape, I will point out. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, do wonder, though, because uh, Disneyland has a very strict policy. That's how the whole, like, uh, you know, Disney bounding came about. They, you cannot dress up like a princess. You cannot dress right. up in costume. This is very much, these are costumes with these Jedi robes and whatnot. So I guess that will be okay if because I imagine if you buy it, you're going to want to come back. Yeah, and the, wear it is interesting. Uh, the, the, and the costuming thing is to not confuse people, right? You, the Disney wants to know if you're talking to a princess. It's a it's an approved princess, right. and not just a rando princess, right? <laughs> right. So I wonder if it's that the kind of the outfit of Galaxy's Edge is this more earthy, uh, what people really wear at Black Spire, mm. what the citizens of Black Spire wear. So they will be clear as employees, and anybody wandering around in a Jedi, you know, uh, cloak with, you know, uh, a Chipotle t-shirt on underneath is like, that's not a real employee. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could tell you from personal experience, uh, you know, no, that person in a security uniform does not work for me. What he just told you is not real. Oh. You know, I've dealt with that stuff. So that makes sense. But I, I, if I'm buying that Jedi robe, I want to put it on right then and there. I'm yeah. t- I don't care if I'm 43 at the time. I'm in that 47 by the time I get in that park. I'm going to I'm going to want to. Yeah. You go to the refresher and put on your Jedi <laughs> exactly. robes. Right. So that's an interesting point. Why did we, one last question. Why did they come up with a droid technician uniform? To me, it seems a little random. Doesn't it? Yeah. I feel like yeah. a cape a cape outfit might have been a little bit more appropriate. I wonder if it's that the, the, the hope that kids will spend a bunch of time in the droid mm. area oh, and right. looking at those costumes and that aesthetic, yeah. you know, yeah. and the way some things at Disney that are just at Disney become very popular. Mm-hmm. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that... That is everything from Galaxy's Edge. That's Woo-hoo. plenty, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot there. Um, uh, Jen, where would you want to work if you were in the park? If you went back to your Disney days? Oh, I know exactly where I'd want to yeah? work. Yes, yeah. I'd want to work on the Millennium Falcon ride okay. because that way I could go on it as many <laughs> times as I want. That's cool. Yeah, spending your workday inside the Falcon. Yeah, yeah. my shift, I could go on my on the ride. I like that. Probably the only way I'd be able to get on it at this point. Yeah, that's going to apply for a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph, where would you want to be? I don't think they're going to have live actors. Well, maybe they will. Uh, but it would be fun to be a, a First Order officer who is uh, terrified on the rise of the resistance. So just <laughs> every time a, you yeah. know, a bunch of uh, people come by and they're cart while we're being attacked ah! <laughs> all day yeah. ah! or m- more likely in the, in the lightsaber lightsaber the lightsaber oh, department yeah. oh you that be, would be amazing you would be a great like like pull like r- r- pulling a young kid aside while they're building their lightsaber and just <laughs> telling them why like how oh, you, you yeah. i would love to yeah be you able to have the the philosophy talks about the purpose yeah. of a lightsaber oh my gosh that. you should totally work there <laughs> wait that, that'd be really cool actually yeah I like that. I, I think I would. 
I try to be uh, the, the town drunk in the cantina. <laughs> well, I think that know. job is open and uh, yeah. many people are going to apply for it. <laughs> oh, boy. But I like the Falcon too, but I like to be the one that comes, you all failed, get out. Right. <laughs> Ondo will now harass you. <laughs> so a lot there in, uh, as we go inside Galaxy's Edge and we're not even there yet. Stay tuned for more information on that. Thank you, Jen, for breaking that all down. There's a lot to go through. And I, I looked at the Jermaine Lucier IO9, 77 things you need to know. And by 43, <laughs> I was like, I this is wonderfully too much, but it's a lot. So right. thank you for the breakdown there. As always, we'd like to dive into some audience questions uh, from you guys out there, either on Patreon, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Here's a couple from Facebook. Kyle Wilson writes, what do you think Star Wars could do to tighten up the lore a bit more? I think we'd like to see one or two events, timelines that are tightly interwoven like Game of Thrones and not sort of lackadaisical like the current universe is. So fair question here, Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, from Kyle, because uh, I understand some of it. Um, it's it's it, There's gray areas or things aren't tight. We, you know, Sarko Plank did not show up in episode seven right. or eight as to our much, you know, he wasn't seven, but not to our liking. So I'll start with you, Joseph. What do you think about this thought here? Yeah, I'm rewatching uh, Game of Thrones on season three right now, and I totally get uh, what Kyle is saying. Like, uh, there, there are recent events, like these very specific wars that these very specific characters fought in in the last, you know, 20, 30 years, and then going way back to what happened with Targaryens and dragons, it's all kind of locked in. Uh, But for me, I think Star Wars is a little different because it always has that sense to me of unreliable narrator. Mm -hmm. And the events in Game of Thrones feel like, yep, we are still alive, and we fought in Robert's Rebellion, and we were there. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Star Wars, there's a little bit of like, well, who who was there? How much of this is a myth? How much of this is a fable? Mm -hmm. So I like it being a little bit floatier, Mm -hmm. uh, but to Kyle's point, I think we're going to get more of that when, if it's Dan and Dave, whoever Mm -hmm. starts to do Old Republic, I think that's going to lock in some bigger moments of Star Wars. Because right now we have like the events of the Clone Wars, the events of the Galactic Civil War, Mystery Space, the events (laughs) of the the sequel trilogy. I think the Old Republic and how some of that went is going to start to give some of that Game of Thrones feeling yeah. of really locking down some how did the war between the Jedi and the Sith really end? Who really were the yeah. players? Well, you know, when Yoda's sitting there on the Jedi Council and the Phantom Menace, what memories are he is he having that's affecting how he sees Anakin? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I, I totally love what you're saying there and and I I think I don't want to speak for Kyle, but like I, I do, you, you do look at between seven and eight, and even though that's a span of a couple hours in the story, but we don't know the the, the world, and I should say more even six and seven is kind of where I was thinking of. We haven't filled any of that out, and maybe you maybe might feel cheated as a fan, or I've heard people say, hey, you know, I stopped investing in the books because I don't feel it's being paid off. I still go back to the term emotional canon, and that's what's been the strongest of this era. But but yeah, as far as the histories, that's what I want, if it's Dan and Dave or anyone, to really start putting some of this stuff down. Yeah. When Rebels talks about, uh, you know, Tar Vizsla and the first Mandalorian Jedi, it's like, okay, we have that there now. It's, yeah, the it's, massive battle in yeah. the Temple on Malachor. Yeah. Exactly. And we're getting answers. You know, George R.R. Uh, Martin loves playing with the, sh- the the shadows and the shapes of history, but there's things that are true. The Robert's Rebellion, we know. You could break it down. Yeah. You know who lived minute. and died at the Battle of the Trident, you right? Know? Mm-hmm. And it does factor into the show. So I know, you know, so you can look at that. And I think it's a great example from Kyle. Um, Jen, what do you think about this? You want it all down? Well, I think there's just too much content. And so you have, like you're saying, just too many, too many different perspectives that are being shared. And 
And then my brain goes back to the EU because that was right. when I really started learning more about characters. And so I get confused and I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, OK. Got it. So that that does is no longer canon. I need to wipe my brain of that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't ask me because I'm just I'm lost, Kyle. I'm yeah. lost. <laughs> and it's it's, it's I understand. And I, I'm not even saying that Kyle is frustrated. It sounds like he is a, a you know, a very positive Star Wars fan. But like. I'm telling you, J.J. Abrams does not have Ray Sloan on his mind. Right. Maybe right. someone else told him, and maybe in episode nine we'll figure that out. But that's why I don't, you know, worry. Uh, who's Naomi Aki playing the daughter? Ray Sloan is one. Of, like that'd be great. I don't think J.J. doesn't. He doesn't worry about that, and yeah. I think that's sometimes unfortunate. Sometimes just let the storytellers tell the story. I don't want them locked too much into. Yeah. You got to have this. You got to have that. You know. Um, but so I understand sometimes of the frustration that yeah. some of the fans are having. Um, you've uh, we've got Yuval Aisler uh, checking in here, and we got a couple of uh, Anakin. We got a little Anakin block coming up here. Anakin, the chosen one, download on Battlefront Two. He's on people's minds. He's at the end of the Return of the Jedi. Luke looks at Obi Wan and Yoda's Force Ghost, and then Anakin shows up. It made me wonder how did Yoda, Obi Wan, and maybe even the Force itself take Anakin showing up? Was it with open arms or was it more complicated? This is a great question because I think I've been joking about this moment since I was seven. <laughs> uh, a lot there, there. Yeah. Uh, about Force Ghosts and what we know and what we don't know, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I did a Star Wars counseling that talked about some of these things. Right. So if, if people are interested, they can uh, dig that one up and, and dig in a little bit more. I think and hope that maybe we'll get a little flavor of some of these ideas in episode nine if Anakin shows up. Could not show up at all. Um I, when I was thinking about it a lot, I feel like the spirit of it would be, however Anakin does manage to show up, as we see him do in Return of the Jedi, that Yoda and Obi-Wan would uh, meet him with forgiveness. Yes. That that is the Jedi way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, from a, from a human perspective, if you're, if somebody suddenly is like, oh, I'm sorry, I've been real evil for 20 <laughs> years, but then I did a super nice thing, you'd be like, yeah. the nice thing's great. Let's yeah. process the evil things. But I think this is so much more mystical. This is the chosen one finally returning to the light mm-hmm. to uh, to fulfill his prophecy. Yoda and Obi-Wan have their share of mistakes. I feel like it would just be like a ah warmth and welcome. And it, it yeah. is nice to see you again, old friend. Yeah, uh, I do agree with that. Uh, uh, Jen? Yeah, I think that's why... I get <laughs> have mixed feelings about when we see young Anakin show up uh, mm. in Return of the Jedi. Is because if old Anakin showed up, uh, I think they would greet him with open arms and forgiveness. Everything that you're saying, Joseph, because they see this this battered older man who's coming, just wounded and raw. And I think it'd be a very beautiful moment. But if he shows up as like young Anakin, it's like. Mm, we need to have some talks here, <laughs> yeah. which we'll talk about with the next question. Yeah. And I've always thought, too, going back to when I referenced being a kid, like I always thought like Yoda and Anakin or Yoda and Obi-Wan would turn to Sebastian Shaw and be like, who are you? <laughs> what, who are you? Like, what right. is this? But I think your point, Joseph, at the end of the day, we can tie in a lot of real world lessons and themes, but it's Star Wars and Vader did some horrible things, but they were waiting for Anakin. And I get behind that idea. Yeah. And I, I think you're right there. Uh, but it's a great question. Obviously, people have that thought because Force Ghosts, it's not all down. It's not all answered. We go to Patreon. We'd like to take two questions uh, every episode. And Alden Diaz is asking, hey, does Anakin appearing as a Force Ghost on Endor mean that one can receive the necessary training to return from the afterlife while 
in the afterlife. We know Obi-Wan learned during his time in exile, and presumably Yoda did as well, but it's curious how teaching and all that happens when one with one's non-corporal form. Uh, could this mean that Jedi could feasibly return? Does Anakin now teach Mace to make up for chopping his arm and leading to his death? So... We don't have a lot of the answers. George, it's all from his flannel yep. a lot of times. And maybe now <laughs> Filoni helping him uh, with, you know, the Clone Wars stuff with, with Qui-Gon and everything. Uh, Joseph, do you have any thoughts on uh, afterlife teaching? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. Uh, um, and this is just totally like uh, my headcanon and, and what I think would be cool. I like the idea that they've set up of you have to train to be able to retain your existence. Mm-hmm. And I think because Mace Windu, Kit Fisto, Coleman Trabor, all of our favorites, mm-hmm. Atera Sanube, they didn't have that training. They're dispersed within the Force. They, and their identity couldn't be pulled back together. Mm-hmm. I think the story that will be told someday with Anakin, I think it's going to be something specific about Anakin. Mm-hmm. That has this incredibly selfless act, and we know that being selfless is part of what allows you to become a Force ghost and mm-hmm. retain your identity, and the fact that he died in this incredibly selfless act, fulfilling a prophecy mm-hmm. because he was the chosen one. I like the idea that that is why he appeared without training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or that Obi-Wan and Yoda kind of grabbed him as he entered the Force and guided mm-hmm. him and helped him. Mm-hmm. And I think some sort of story like that would be, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, more interesting to me than they could just be like, oh yeah, let's go gather up uh, the Force bits and pieces of Kit Fisto <laughs> and throw him back together. Uh, that to me is, like is more interesting and, and more uh, uh, celebrates the story of the Skywalkers. I really like what you're saying about them reaching out and, and grabbing him. It, it's interesting though, other than a little joke, it's, uh, you know, growing up, I, you know, you, you just didn't question it, and, and it's great to question it. It's part of the fun of being a Star Wars fan. But it was like, cool, yeah, he would show up. Because all we know, we've seen three of the four Jedi we're familiar with uh, die, and they turn to Force Ghosts. Yep. It's a thing. It happens. <laughs> um, but as the story expands and George himself dives into it and Qui-Gon doesn't vanish, we all started 1999. What? And the answer isn't uh, fully formed, and maybe it shouldn't be yet, uh, if at all. And so... Anakin has a special meaning, and I love all I, you know, all, all I, the idea of them reaching out, yeah, grabbing him. Big act of forgiveness, yeah. of like you know, Luke needs to see you, and I you like know, maybe that. he just dissipates then. We don't maybe. know, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And then what's the conversation where he's like, you know, I have a request. I'd like to go back as my younger <laughs> self. Are they like? Well, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, I just I I I don't know what you struggle with the hidden Christmas because George's answer was oh, yeah, that George was the answer. last. That's the reaction a lot of people have. Right. Uh, that was the last time he was a Jedi, right? right or is that right. the pure of heart? But then I would think I I would push back and go, well, no, it would be when he killed the Emperor. Right, right. I get what yeah. I get yes, what George exactly. is saying. I ain't fighting the Creator, but mm-hmm. you know, but uh, George. Yeah. In 1983, didn't know he'd be coming back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I like the, I like the headcanon that uh, if it's Anakin's choice, if it's Obi-Wan and Yoda helping out, doing a little, uh, a little yeah. makeover to Force Ghost Anakin before he appears to Luke, it's all about what Luke needs to see in that moment. Mm. Mm. And Luke had went on this journey of, I want to be a Jedi like my father, this great man that Obi-Wan Kenobi described to him. Then Luke has to go through the the trial of learning the truth about his father. And finally, here at the end, he gets to see that good man that Obi-Wan described to him back in his hut mm. is this young Jedi that looks so much like Luke. Right. There's some, some real good, there's some power in that thought of, 
Luke, you you believed, and here's the reward for your belief. This is who he was. And yeah. yeah, yeah, you get to see it. Yeah, and That's you believed cool. he was still there, and yeah. here he is. He's still Aww. there. I've like been that. counseled. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Final question of the day comes from Kai Thatch. Uh, Kai wrote this about the Resistance. As Resistance approaches the events of The Force Awakens, where do you think all the people from the Colossus are during the sequel trilogy? Uh, there are a lot of people on station that, regardless of their affiliation, want to, will want to fight the Forced Order. I think they might be completely occupied and locked down, leaving Kaz and anyone else unable to leave. <clears throat> a super bottle episode and series. Yeah. Um, we are we are there. We're getting down to it. The series is about to end. We're getting those... Mentions of Hosnian Prime. We know something's coming. What do you think, Joseph? Yeah, yeah. And I should uh, point out, uh, as the gatherer of these questions, that Kai sent this in a little while back. So he accurately predicted basically last week's episode. That's what's going on. Good job, uh, So Kai. credit there. Um, I think now that we're getting into the story of it being locked down mm-hmm. and, it, you know, Awuga, spoiler, spoiler for people who aren't watching. Yeah. Our heroes are hiding in the basement. Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. not viable going for an entire season they can't just be like the first order controls the top and we live in the basement with the turtle people always <laughs> with the shell folk um and so peep it's in the middle so you know peep it's in the middle cleaning 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 i like the idea that maybe they push the first order out and maybe season two mm-hmm. is them using that as a resistance base yeah and trying to you know fight off the first order from there fuel resistance ships there is something at the end of this week's episode, if you guys have not seen it yet, a quick a double spoiler warning for something specific. But they get the they get that message from Leia, and she says, we, we can't come help you. Yeah, we're too small. We don't have anything. She can't spare the ships. And I love Kaz's response. It's, it's what the, they made. We are the resistance now here. We help. Help isn't coming. We have to help ourselves. And I love that theme, love that idea. And that's how the rebellion grew in a way. And that's yeah. how the resistance, the second rebellion is going to grow. And there's something powerful in that. So that's where I kind of see it going from there. As far as where people are, I look at Shriv and, and Zay Miko, uh, you know, the Battlefront 2 stuff where, and, and, and Snap and, and yeah. Jess Pava and all this guy. Yeah, I want, I want those answers somewhere. I don't think they're coming in the movies. I think we'll get cool supplemental material. Yeah. And we'll get those answers. Shriv on Colossus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, exactly. Jen, I know you're not as caught up on Resistance, but, right. you know. Yeah, so I echo everything you guys said. Perfect. <laughs> Signed off. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Thank you uh, for your questions, Kai, Alden, uh, Yuval, and uh, Kyle. But we've got a new segment this week, Joseph, that we're very excited about. That's right. A little while back when we uh, revamped our Patreon, we added a new reward at the $10 level called Power of the Light Side. We love here on Force Center talking honestly about our feelings when sometimes we're not sure about something, when sometimes we have a criticism. But we want to celebrate the light side, so we wanted to invite fans, patrons to join us in that. So uh, when people join at the $10 level, we ask them to send us a short little uh, paragraph about something they love in Star Wars, and we'd share it on the main show. And we have our first in this new segment, Power of the Light Side. This comes to us from fan, listener, patron, Star Wars fan, Tim Langle. Tim says, Matilda, the day after tomorrow, Beauty and the Beast, The Shawshank Redemption, Harry Potter, The Last Crusade, and most importantly, Attack of the Clones. No film can be great in my eyes without the fundamental center for truth, knowledge, and justice that is the library. I grew up in the almond orchards of Northern California beyond the reach of high-speed internet and spent much of my youth reading. Star Wars books were always my favorites. 
I did not see a Star Wars movie until the late 90s in the build-up for Episode One, but by that time, I was already in love with that galaxy far, far away. To this day, I love Star Wars publishing, and I'm glad the canon has been given new room to grow again, but often fall back to many of my legend's favorites. Thank you for what you do, and may the Journal of the Wills reflect favorably upon you. <laughs> that got me emotional. Hey, that, it worked. Yeah, that, yeah, well, because it's just so specific to to Tim's experience and how we all we all experience Star Wars and discover it, uh, come to it in different ways. Yeah, and it's just really, really that's such a great point about the library. Yeah, yeah, and it's such a it, the, the way Tim wrote this is such a great little uh, Star Wars story. You yeah. know, growing up out there, disconnected like yeah. Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. but finding this excitement, this adventure that is Star Wars yes. in the library. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So, and hey, shout out to Jocasta New uh, for, for <laughs> uh, what she did in the comics and and uh, trying to help Obi Wan as she did. Yeah, it's a great. It's a. And it also speaks to that the, the debate that sometimes rages. You know, Legends versus Canon. And I'm a big fan of Canon and not a huge fan of Legends. But that doesn't mean that's erased. That doesn't mean your memories of what, of what was there. And yeah. it doesn't mean you can't go back to pull things that you love. And and you know, Mar Jade might have found you at a time that you needed it in 1991 or 92, and you, that doesn't go away um it's all just a fun story and a fun space saga but jen how you say how we all find it yeah yeah and you can love what you love in star wars you know and and some of us you know love Mm -hmm. this part of it this movie the most some of us love this the most and it's cool to hear from tim who's just like the books those books Mm -hmm. that's that's star wars to me that's what i love there's something exciting when you when you grab like I've got the waiting to crack open the Padme novel and I'm excited when you open that first page what am I going to learn about this universe I love that's yeah. cool mm-hmm. that's cool what a great power of the light side to launch the campaign uh, and, the, and the segment here uh, with Tim I can't thank you enough and Joseph uh, how again you explained it pretty well but this is you you kind of curate these yeah, through, yeah yeah so uh, when you sign up uh, new for the ten dollar or or just up to the ten dollar uh, I will send you a message on Patreon and request your power of the light side moment and then we'll share them here love it love it love it and if you have a question or a comment or want to join the conversation about this episode you know where to find us on twitter at force center pod use the hashtag force center we have a facebook page force center podcast and our website force center tpublic.com slash user slash force center is where you can get our star wars merch including the prequelist t-shirt hashtag prequelish uh take a picture and uh share it uh podcast is available on iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google play stitcher spotify tune in and we're on youtube the animated databank brawl the in memoriam some uh the rebroadcast encore presentations of databank brawl uh, uh jen uh, helps us put together those two and uh, always has little surprises in the pictures um so check that out on youtube and on patreon like Joseph met, met, mentioned, we just did a big refresh. We got some cool things there. That's right. So you can just go to patreon.com slash center to check out those new goals and new rewards. Absolutely. Uh, we're almost out of here, but we have our own things we work on. Uh, thank you, Jennifer, for taking the time out of all the other work to go to Galaxy's Edge. But where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Jennifer Landa. I have a new Happy Beeps coming very soon. It is on the symbolism of masks in Star Wars. Ooh, sign me up for that. Yeah, uh, masks Joseph. and capes. Yeah, ma- yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and dark robes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can uh, you can find me uh, thinking about masks and capes on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Joseph Scrimshaw, and then my website, josephscrimshaw.com, has info on comedy albums, upcoming live shows. Uh, got a bunch of live shows to announce soon, so check out josephscrimshaw.com. 
Absolutely. Uh, always, if you get a chance to catch uh, Joseph's shows, do it. Uh, I'm at Ken Napsok across all social media platforms. I do have a KenNapsok.com that I'm in the f- process of refurbishing because pretty much I always have to tell you to go to MarkEllisLive.com to get the information on where I'm played. <laughs> I'll be up in Sa- uh, Seattle next week for comedy and perhaps some more dates coming soon on that uh, as we, uh, me and Josh join Mark on the road and then uh, Star Wars Celebration, some stuff coming soon about that. We hope to tell you all, so stay tuned here. Wow, big supersized episode. So for all the cast members at Galaxy's Edge who are about to get some really deep questions, we'll see you next time here on Force Center. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. 
It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.